So, welcome everybody uh, to the first one. This is a series of uh, talks. We're going to be doing conversations with the artists that we are collaborating with in Omdos Studios Editions, which is a um, project we're working on at the moment in the studio um, and it's just launched. It is going to be a collaboration with eight amazing artists where we have three pieces of their work available on a range of printed garments. And we're also looking uh, at sustainability. So it's all organic garments. Um, everything's made to order. So it's um, nothing, we have no stock. So nothing can go to landfill. And uh, it's limited run as well. So it's limited to a 50 prints per image. Um, and the first person we have today is Trisha Ward, the wonderful photographer, Trisha. Thank you for joining us. Too kind. Eventually. <laughs> eventually, eventually <laughs> you made it. So tell us where, start from the start, I suppose. Um, tell us about how you got into photography. It was through your dad, right? Uh, yeah. Um, my dad uh, was given like a darkroom kid, kit from my grandfather, my mom's dad. And, uh, and he started fiddling around in the garage, making prints of my two big sisters who are like 10 and 12 years older than me. So by the time I came along, they were kind of leaving the house, going off to uni, and I was there and kind of spending time with him, and he would go uh, take pictures of me, take pictures of my mom, all sorts of different things, and then we'd watch him like, develop them together, and to me it was just like, like magic. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And then you you went on from there, so I know the, the kind of the Glasgow gig scene was where you kind of started branching out then as well. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, I think like um, it was whenever my dad was about like in places, he always had his camera with him. He was always giving him kind of something to do. And when I was a teenager, I guess I was hanging out with a lot of kids that were making music and I was going along to gigs and it was kind of giving me a reason for being there as well. Um, so I started taking pictures and documenting um, bands and um, it was just, I don't know, a great, uh, <laughs> a great kind of thing to do and really fun. And I like making stuff. So that's yeah. where it kind of began. And I was always borrowing his camera. And then eventually he gave me one as like a gift. And I just kept on doing it. So, but it, it was always kind of like something, something extra to do, as well as kind of like being there and enjoying what was going on. I, I don't know. It was just really fun to document it and like have a record of what was going on. Yeah, it's amazing. And then you went. You uh, you said you actually went on to study, but it wasn't actually in photography. You you studied art. Yeah, like I, I, I. Yeah, I went. Like I, I was finished school and then I did like a kind of preparation year to get into art school and went off there. Sorry, I can't hear you. Are you? In the end, and mine was in the school of drawing and painting, but I studied something called tapestry, which allowed you to kind of keep doing whatever you wanted to do and create whatever you wanted to create as, as long as it had like good um, preparatory work behind it, a lot of good sketchbook work and research work and stuff. So I was always making these big sketchbooks full of images and collected material. And that 
kind of lended itself to photography. So by the time that I left, I was like producing these bodies of work and it was all photographic. So yeah. 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 So no. you turned that, that combined <laughs> then into the, into like the artistic side of stuff or is, was it more taking over? It was like photography becoming the main focus. I think like towards uh, like right, well, when I started, it was lots of different things. So I guess I was doing a lot of drawing and painting and I, w I tend to be painting things that I found. Mm -hmm. So I would be like taking pictures of like marks that people left on tables and then I'd be drawing those marks that people had left. And it just, I'd be kind of making these big, sketchbooks full of material of things that I'd collected of like marks and stuff that people had left behind that I was really using to paint but then I was making so many images I kind of stopped painting and then started making just more images about stuff that people had left behind or places that people didn't usually get to see or that were you'd said that to me before I found it really interesting that you you almost didn't didn't want to photograph people or you find it way more interesting photographing what they left behind or remnants of them. Yeah. What, what kind of drew, drew you to that? What was the aspect of that? I think like from a really young age, like my, I, I kind of was really interested in, uh, I don't know, like forensic detection, all this mm. kind of stuff. I was watching like, a lot of stuff like that when I was a kid and always like collecting clues. So for me, it's like everything I've done is always like in personal work and artwork and art school it was always about kind of like collecting clues about a story about what something was like a bigger yeah. picture that something had left behind and I'm still the same now like if I see a glove I'm like why is that glove there who's left it there who's now not got a glove why you know why is this person left that piece of trash like perfectly folded into this tiny little hole in a wall why yeah. is that cigarette butt there it's just it's always the same kind Constantly of curiosity finishing off the story almost yeah just looking for stories and everything so i guess that's um yeah nice and then you actually did but then you did go on to to uh study photography as well yeah i'm somebody that just like can't stand not knowing how to do stuff properly and yeah. there'll be there's so many amazing photographers that are really self-trained and everything but I guess I didn't really have confidence at that point to know, like I was taking a lot of images, but if someone said, oh, can you redo this? You know, we want it like this, I, I would have struggled. So I thought like the best thing to do was to go back and study photography again. So I did that um, so that I knew kind of stuff inside out. But yeah, I think I hate feeling out of my depth. I always feel out of my depth. Um, and I don't like it. So the most I can do to kind of help myself along a bit, the better it is. I suppose that's just experience. It's, it's the way we kind of all feel as well. It's that, that unknown. Um, yeah. And you as well, you studied, so you're from, you're from uh, Scotland, obviously, but you, you were saying you studied up in Edinburgh. Do you feel like Scotland had a big effect in your work or? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think, I think like studying had a massive effect on my work because I just have looked at the work of so many people and have like that the course that I did was kind of so random but really forced you to thoroughly explore like people people's work in different tangents so and 
to kind is this, of... Sorry, is this the, the photography one or the... The fine the, art course. The fine art one, yeah. Yeah, it, it really like made me like look at how people make work from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. So I guess being exposed to so many people's work and understanding how it all fits in with each other, you develop like a language and an understanding of art history and things like that. And I guess taking that on is in some ways stifling because sometimes you're like, well, I can't do that because so-and-so has done that. Or you make something and you're like, well, it looks just like so-and-so. But at the same time, you know, you can't, you'll never make the exact same thing as anyone else. You realize like when you, maybe you're working on a fashion shoot or someone something and someone comes to you with mood board and it's you're never going to create what's on the mood board mm -hmm. it's just it's impossible you can't recreate something perfectly you know that's, you shouldn't want to either but yeah exactly that's some that's something really interesting you said that because I, I i struggled that with that personally a lot as well when i was coming up and you'd have a reference of something that you wanted to use in your work but then i just had the Maybe it's because I'm Irish. I had the massive guilt of like mm. felt like you're you're ripping something off, even though it was only part of it that turned into something else. And that's the way that that person probably made their work. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody obviously is inspired by different people, and I, I mean, everything that I make is on think, and everything is a result of everything that I've ingested. So mm. you can't like take everything. You get nothing is wholly yours. I don't yeah, think exactly. You know? But I do think like doing that course really opened my eyes to a lot of the like art history and also like the joy of art the joy of looking at things like how it influences my life and kind of like the enjoyment that I get out of it in life just mm. you know I if you're bored like go out for a walk but look at things differently I don't know it's just educated my brain in a different way maybe so yeah. I took that definitely that's great. And then, so after you graduated that, you went down to London mm -hmm. and you started, you were working for in Rankin Studio. Was that straight away? Um, I came and uh, had an intern, like a chance to do like a trial for an internship. So mm -hmm. I did that. And then there was a really lovely guy there called Jack. And I guess my internship was kind of supposed to finish. And he said to me, what are you doing tomorrow? come back tomorrow we've got this on and I think it was like a Saturday and they were shooting the kills and for me I was just like oh, <laughs> I'm gonna be there this is back back <laughs> in their heyday is me just like making coffees in the kitchen you know but like yeah. being of use and just like watching stuff um and they they let me stay and so I stayed and worked there for a while you said they were as well they were very um they enabled people a lot there. Like you had some great opportunities to, to yeah, do some definitely. projects. Like I, would, I got given a lot of opportunities to shoot things and to try things that would, wouldn't ever have come to me in other ways. So it was great. But kind of funny, like right from the start, I was given odd projects like Nokia when I don't even think Nokia still exists, but they had like a really good new camera phone. So they sent me like around the country trying to photograph people on the camera phone. And, and I mean, for me, it was just like amazing opportunity to like go and meet all these. They were like filmmakers actually. Um, so yeah, and going around with like this light and a camera 
on the phone trying to make something. I don't know. It seems so. It seems almost normal now with like Apple doing entire billboard campaigns on their phones. And but back then it must have been something really weird and interesting. It was very daunting, actually. Like really, <laughs> got to say, like I was terrified the whole time because it was it's just such a different world from what I was used to, and it was very um, fast paced and. I don't know, just like being given a, a job, you don't want to fuck it up, you know? Yeah, I remember you saying you, you, I remember you got there on your first day and you were, you did, you had been trained in, in, in university, but you actually, when you got into it, you re realized there was so much more to learn. Oh yeah, I mean, it was just on a scale that I just had no prior experience of and had never even seen like on TV. So I just, yeah. I just wasn't expecting it at all. I went into this room and they were setting up eight or nine different coloramas and there was two digi-ops and there was all shit going on and just yeah. things, you know, I, things I'd never seen. So it was quite, um, it was a it was big eye opener, definitely to the industry. And I think I was lucky to be there at a good time as well, like surrounded by um, other great people because um, yeah. it, it was kind of at a, a time when his studio was really, like really buzzing and that, was that right around the time they started um okay what was the magazine hunger hunger yeah it was right around that time wasn't it yeah i think like it was just the first issue so it was amazing to see like something go from the wall at the like the back of the office where everything was kind of like laid out into a magazine it's kind of amazing to see all like the bits fit together and everything um and how much work goes into it is re really impressive that actually must have been an amazing way to be able to see the entire the entire system of how it works because yes. i think a lot of the time i'm guessing on other jobs you find it where you you just do the you'll, you'll shoot you'll do the prep shoot and lay it and then it kind of just goes off and you don't really see it in the yeah. big picture until it's actually in a magazine Definitely. Did, so did you learn a lot from like the, the editing side of stuff from there? Or? I think, well, yeah, I mean, just watching people work at that level and like making selects, making edits, making like things going to the graphic designer, seeing what he does with them. Then they go on the wall, seeing them in retouching, like seeing test prints. It, it's, it was a, a, a really exciting thing to see. And um, I just... I, I never had any experience of anything like that before, so I, I could never. It's like once you know how it how it's made, like you kind of have a better appreciation. But before you, it's just it seems overwhelming as well. Like how does someone create this whole? How do these people make this whole magazine? How does it all happen? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So it's that, kind of great. That that kind of ties in nice to the. So we talked as well before about the kind of balance between like commercial work and your personal work. Yeah. Um, was it easier? Was it? Um, you're saying it's actually quite easy to separate it, and for me, I think so. Um, but then, I think maybe like the the personal work that I do, I, I'm not even sure I call it personal work, which I said to you. It's like yeah. it's just it's like making journals or like just documenting life. I'm a really sentimental person, mm. so I get attached to so many things and kind of want to frame them I guess which is what 
the camera allows me to do. So like, even if it's just a moment, they take a picture and then it's there and it's something I can look back on and solidify a memory. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, my personal work or journal work or the kind of work which you're featuring is so, I I can't see how to commercialize it really. Mm. It's, It's not something that I, I see having a commercial purpose, whereas in, in line with doing all that kind of work for myself, I, commercially I've been able to work taking portraits and things, which I think is great for me because I love it. Again, it's like being a little detective. You go and you meet someone. And a lot of the time now I'm trying to photograph artists or musicians or designers, people people that are creative and I go into their spaces and I see like I get a feeling for the things that are personal to them and it's really nice to go in and document them like and and make like a body of work that's personal and also uh, I don't know it allows me to look at their stuff with my eyes but yeah it's not I don't know and what you said about the I'm just touching on um the how you don't see how your work, personal or journal work, could be commercialized. Do you think it would stop it from being that personal journal work if you're able to sell it? Like, is it almost because it seems unsellable to you that it's like you have that attachment to it? I don't know. I just I maybe don't have uh, the ability at this period of time to see how to put it all together as one thing to try and... I don't know, like a lot of people are really good at putting on exhibitions and... Hmm things of their their work and for me it's I'd find it quite hard to edit it in that way to make a Mm. body of work to present to someone like a book or or something I don't know maybe I'm just too attached to it or too it's too close to me like it's great exactly take things and they want to do stuff with it or they're interested in it or they want like buy a picture I, I don't know just I think like my commercial work is quite is is really separate from personal yeah. work. Personal work I think is very raw and I find maybe a bit scary for a client. I don't know. Well, yeah, it could be. I think that's more like along the art side of stuff, so it kind of fits think... in with that. If you had a if if like a, a curator or something came to you or someone who was designing a book, an art director, would you be interested in having them arrange yeah, your work yeah, definitely I mean I'd definitely love to have uh, a chat with someone about it I think I've just sat with it for so long myself now that I don't really it's don't hard know. to take yourself just, out of it it's just mine I, 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 I don't see it with a, a sense of ego or like I don't yeah. know like a I don't put it on any special it just exists level. it just is something that I feel like I have to do it. If I don't do it, then I get really anxious. Yeah. And it's just... And we talk, uh, we talk a bit about as well with your journal work, your process on it. I really love that you feel like you have to be by yourself. It's like a very solitary thing. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's, you go into like a, well, I, I don't know how other people do it, but I personally go into, sorry, a <laughs> funny kind of like state where... I just zone in on things. So I'll be like walking along and see something that I like and then it'll lead me onto something else. And it's very hard to do that if there's a person there with me. 
So I had a great experience like two years ago, me and my best friend, we went and did the Trans-Siberian train and oh, wow. went to Lake Baikal. And she's a photographer, an absolutely amazing photographer. And we were both there, both like cameras ready walking, but we would have to walk like, I don't know, 20 feet apart. Because yeah. we, we would look at different things, but you're like, oh, what's she looking at? Oh, like she stops taking a picture. What's going on there? And then you're totally out of your own zone. So it's very, I think for me, I need to be on my own. So while the trip wasn't that successful as it could have oh, been? No, it was amazing. Still, it, was so it was really, really amazing and uh, really good fun to do it with her. You, you just realize it's, it's quite difficult to do it two photographers together. Yeah. And I guess if I'm out kind of taking pictures and I'm with a friend or a boyfriend, I just kind of get zoomed in on something that I'm doing and then they're like 20 feet ahead yeah I feel, feel a bit bad yeah <laughs> that's so funny I think it's quite hard to do it with other people um it's fun to collaborate with people but mm. like to actually be out walking around taking pictures I think like I'm usually listening to something like music will completely change my feelings and the things I'm drawn to looking at that's super interesting the as well do I really like what we talked about before that you, you seem to have a really great balance between your, like, your commercial side and your personal, your journal side that the commercial side is so, you still love being with people yeah. and the commercial side is, is a collaboration with loads of people and loads of different people all the time. Yeah. Do you want to talk a bit on that? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the commercial work that I do is often um, working in portraiture with some element of with of fashion or it's fashion or it's a bit of still life so those are the three kind of main areas where I'm working and I guess because all the other stuff that I do is so much on my own given the opportunity to work on briefs and with a team of people is really quite fun for me I like um, problem solving and I, I like collaborating with people on projects so it's kind of fun to see how everybody brings their own thing to it. And also it's a nice relief from just being on your own. I don't know. You, like yeah. you work totally differently when you have other people to work with. If you work with a really great art director, then like you, it can bring things out of you that you never knew were in there. And also it can be like a very supportive environment. And I definitely somebody that, it's very sensitive to other people. So if I'm working with somebody that makes me feel like very safe and kind of uh, supportive, then I'm going to get like create totally different work from working with somebody that makes me feel terrified. You know? Yeah, so. that makes absolute sense. Um, how, then how, how and I'm t kind of touching on that, how has the corona, the pandemic, affected that do you do like a greater appreciation for that now because you're probably still actually getting out to do some shoots but it's obviously on a different different scale i think like uh to begin with it was very uh quiet and then it got kind of busy again in the summer which is really good mm. um and it's been nice to see people again and to work with people so in that respect it, it's it's kind of been okay um 
obviously teams are kind of smaller and there's less, you know, you don't have people there that don't really need to be there. Yeah. Um, and now a lot more things are happening outside rather than inside, which is also <laughs> quite nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think I've, I've been quite, quite lucky that when I do do jobs, usually they are on quite a small scale. So it's not affected in the same way. I, I really like intimate kind of shoots. So if I'm taking portraits of someone, quite often it's just me, one assistant, and then the people being photographed. So there's not mm. lots of people there. Oh, yeah, I love that. There's been too many shoots that I've been on that there's just, there seems yeah. to be 20 people there when you could do it five. It's really hard. I think, uh, I mean, I understand on a commercial job why so many people need to be there. It's everybody has a role and everybody has something to add. Uh, on portrait jobs, which I tend to do, I'm quite often photographing people that don't really like having their picture taken or that don't often get their picture taken or that don't really like having a lot of people around. So trying to make it as gentle and kind of pleasant an experience as possible is really important to me. I want that person to have a nice time, not to. How do you away. how do you ease them in? Do you have like uh, um, a way well, that you? As, just... as few people as possible, kind of staring at the person is really yeah. important, I think, and just having like a a bit of time and having like a, a a gentle approach, I think, is really important. You have to be like human first and foremost, and then yeah. photographer second. But it's quite hard, you know, if somebody sends you to do something and say it's something that's very pressured and you've got 10 minutes to get something, it's, it's, it can that's, be intense. It can be very intense. Mm. I did a, I've done jobs like this before and it's, you kind of just have to hope for the best yeah. and be as prepared as you can and do the best that you can and, and try and, yeah, it's nice. all, it's all good. <laughs> Um, will we go through some of the images yeah. um, that we've used for the shoot, or for the, the projects? So the first one here, um, I don't know if you can, can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to talk us through this? Like what, what was the story behind it? What was the, the project at the time? I mean, this was actually like, um... It was taken in January. It's actually taken at the Russian Club, which is where I have a desk space. It's a really nice studio in London that reminds me of art school. It has like a really great feeling in it of space and calmness. And I was taking portraits of a model actually on this day. And uh, this, for anyone that works at the Russian Club or has a desk space or shoots at the Russian club, they'll be very familiar with the selection of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those. And it's just the jacket of the, the hairstylist. But I guess I was in the studio, they were doing kind of makeup and hair with the model. And it was a very low key thing. She's an artist herself. So she brought all the clothes herself. She was self styled. And it was it was just a couple of hours, nice portrait session. But the jacket was just there and it was such a nice like fleshy color i don't know yeah. it was relaxing so softly on the chair which is like a it looked like it just breathed out which is yeah. not really something that a jacket can do it's very organic me, it just had this really nice like 
feeling of calmness and stillness and of breathing, which is weird. Um, and I guess that's why I took it. And and it's one of my favorite like pictures from the day. But I, I don't know. It's well. really it's just, nice, nice just that you the, like it. <laughs> yeah, this the still life aspect of it. Just the and the colors just work amazingly. Um, and the next yeah. one we have, so the second one. Yeah. This is I don't know if this is showing up all of. So this, uh, yeah. this is in Chicago, um, where I went for a week, uh, just walking around. And we stayed in a place called Pilsen, mm -hmm. uh, which is quite amazing, like little suburb outside of um, the main city. And loads of amazing cars and stuff. And so many strange details in this place. Like the first day we stayed there, I came out of the little airbnb that i was staying in there was like this little dead bird on the pavement and i never it was just really strange and then i would see another one and all these kind of bizarre things that i'd never really seen in london and then this car was kind of there and it had all these scribbles on it everywhere like little, just little bits of writing that someone had done i don't know what I don't, maybe you can't see them there. Yeah, I can see it. It's like, like, I don't know why they're there, but like numbers and letters or something. Yeah, there was just like a lot of things there that have this old feeling, which is really nice. Like the buildings feel kind of old, the cars feel kind of old, like everything's a bit sun worn and just slow. And not, I guess before I'd been to New York and LA and places that are quite fast paced, I hadn't been to like slightly smaller city like Chicago before and it was just like searing heat yeah. and slowness and all these like big spaces but a lot of little details in them and that was just one picture that's amazing that's one of the things I really love about your work is that it is all just these weird details that you almost wanted like how did you see them how did you how did you capture that and how did you have your camera ready like do you literally have it glued to your hand the entire time and you're ready to go uh i've got this was taken on like uh you know like the really classic olympus midi tube it's like yeah. a little point and shoot camera that i had and i also i'd taken like my pentax with me and i was carting this like massive six seven around in my backpack trying to mm -hmm. take pictures with it and walking for hours every day and then the little one was in my hand so yeah, I don't know. I always try like think oh, if something's really like heroic, I'm going to get out the Pentax. Yeah. But then it's always the camera that you have in your hand. So, yeah. This that's is a funny. That's actually something I meant to talk about before, but we didn't. That you you shoot all, all of your journal stuff and some of your commercial stuff in film as well. Try to, yeah. And yeah. Is, what what's the connection? With, I know, like I love film as well. What what's your connection to film? Mm. Well, I mean, it goes back to like being a kid and, and doing it then and like having to wait and see what you've got, I think is a really nice, um, slow kind of process of working. Um, I think like, I think it's good to like take time away from pictures after you've taken them and, mm. and go back and look at them and film kind of forces you to do that. I think. I also, like, I know I said to you that I do everything on film, but thinking about it, actually, I do have a Ricoh, which is like the small GR2, which is like a digital camera. And okay. it's one that I do actually take around with me quite a lot because it's really small. Mm. And it'll sometimes be the, doing something on that will be the seed of something that I then shoot on film. So I guess oh, okay. 
my mobile phone is so bad i wouldn't like i don't, <laughs> I don't take pictures on that but sometimes like things go on the rico but then i have the rico on film too so it's you just have them all you have the collection i think when you described it before i think one one way is really nice is you described photos as like hand, handmade mementos of the handmade yeah, aspect think, of it like i think if i could shoot everything on film then i would because i i love that it's a physical object i think it's really a beautiful thing like negatives i think are amazing even as they if they age or things like little it's little, like little pieces of dust that you get on a on a picture when it's developed but it shouldn't be there if yeah, you're yeah. doing it properly but i quite like them like i like the kind of imperfections and the fact that it's passed through so many hands and so many skilled people have been involved in the making of the film, developing the film, printing it, you know, like it involves lots of different stages and different people who all kind of have a part to play. It's just, it, it feels more like a, a human thing than digital. It's such, it's such a craft as well that you forget because it's so... To most people as well, a lot, everyone can have a camera and everyone's probably, well, everyone maybe our age has developed, developed pictures, but you kind of forget the process that goes into it. And you said you recently gone in and done another like short course on developing color film, which is even harder than black and yeah. white. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that I would love to um, dedicate more time to and to be able to do. It's like again just like when you see something appear it's so magical i don't know mm. I, i'm really romantic about it yeah um, but for me it's it's never lost that kind of excitement i just think it's it's such an amazing thing because it was also as well almost like the photoshop of its time whereas the way it, something was developed and then the way so everything was printed you'd be able to tweak and chain and like be able to add something to the photograph yeah definitely i think yeah, I, I would, I, I want to spend more time doing it. I'm always in awe of people that are able to do it. I have the skill, I have the, the time. time. Um, yeah. And then the final one that we have from the project is this one as well. Yeah, again, it's just like mar marks that people have left behind somewhere. So I guess this uh, was in Germany. And I just really, I, I guess, I don't know. I really liked the fact that somebody had left it, but they'd also like gone around their own shadow because it wasn't like uh, in, it's against a wall in, in a place, well, in such a way that like it, it can't, I don't think it could have been someone sitting there against the wall that's had it yeah. gone around. I think someone's gone around their shadow. I don't know. But just funny. I, I mean, I'm really attracted to all kinds of things that people leave behind, whether it's like graffiti or rubbish or I'm just really interested in people wanting to leave a, their own mark on mm. the landscape or the environment, whether it's like architects building buildings, is someone leaving their own mark or I don't know. It, it just, it fascinates me like the human need to like leave stuff to prove that they were there. Yeah. So that's all it is really. Their legacy almost on the space. Mm. that's yeah the one I, I think that really drew me to this photo one, one of the reasons you use it I love is that you're you work a lot in portrait photography and this is almost like the closest you come to a portrait of yourself oh 
Uh, yeah, I don't really do self-portraits. I love like people's shadow work. I think is amazing. Like, uh, I love when people take pictures of their own shadows, their own feet, like all this kind of stuff. But I've never made it really to self-portraiture. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> I don't ready for the that intense side. Something to to work towards. But, yeah. um, but I do love. Uh, I love other people's. I just, I'm not sure I'm ready to see myself. I don't know. And would you have someone else take your, your portrait? Uh, yeah, it's okay. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I don't, I, it's, it's another thing to explore, I guess. I love like the, these bodies of work where you see, I can't remember what they're called, but it's just like four sisters that have taken pictures of themselves every like 10 years or something. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember their name now, but it's amazing to see like passing of time and things. I mean, I'm not, I, yeah. It's literally from there when they're like 18 until 60s, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, a really beautiful thing. But yeah, I like, I think I like taking pictures of other people more than taking them of myself. Which is the same with most, most <laughs> photographers. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for talking with me. No, thank you. To everyone out there, um, Tr some of Trisha's work is available for the, on the Ombo Editions project right now. It's on our website. You can find it through our, um, our Instagram. Um, we'll be doing some more talks as well over the coming weeks. So thank you again, Trisha. No, thank you so much. See you Thanks. later. Bye. Bye.